I can't. Awesome. So we're just waiting for Tyron. And then we can get it going. What's up? What's up? Awesome. So we got everybody here, boys. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Oh. Brandon, is everything good on your end? My chair is broken. Yeah, everything's going. <laughs> no, I almost well. just but I almost just bust my butt in my chair. <laughs> my chair is broken. The leg on is broken. That would have been a start. Bro, that would have been great for the beginning, man. <laughs> All right, well, that should have been great. <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and dive right into it. Um, so I'll kind of just run through the introduction and we'll get going. Sound good? Sounds perfect. Sorry for this clicking. I'm just moving my laptop. Now you're good. All right. All right, everybody. Today we got a good podcast going. This is our first coming back. You know, we got some guest people uh, featuring on the podcast, and then we're also going to have two new people joining us um, for the continuation of the podcast. Um, Brandon Campos and Kaylee Bodding, uh, they're going to be my co-hosts going forward, so I'm really happy to have them. Um, but today we got a good person on the podcast, Tyron Wedlow, uh, one of my homies from college and still one of my hey. homies till this day. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Excited to be on here. Thank you. you sound tired, bro. Yeah, honestly, I worked a little bit and I came home after I got off the phone with you earlier and took a little quick power nap. Uh, but now you're ready to get so, into it? I've been up for like, oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, I guess Brandon, me and Brandon have been doing a lot of research on you um, and just kind of taking a <laughs> dive into uh, what you have going on, which is a lot. <laughs> Yeah, man, you look like you've been busy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, somewhat, you know, I always try to get a lot on my plate, but, you know. Yeah, so, like, Danger Cat, like, how is that? I know it's a clothing brand, obviously, but what else are you doing with it? Like, when when did that get going? Um, To be honest, I've kind of always been messing around with clothing and whatnot, but once I finished up school and I moved back to Portland, uh, I saw a couple people some shirts and I was like dang I want to make a cool shirt so I'd all, I was always like always making designs and whatnot on my phone and I made up a quick like, couple of designs and went to the store printed out some stuff and made the quick iron-ons and then literally I fast forward a couple of weeks I was talking to my friend who owns a printing shop or he doesn't own a print shop but he works at a printing shop and I got a couple shirts printed up and my Devin literally I sent him the pictures and he's like yo make the website get the shirts out like you should just start making like make it official and I was kind of like uh I don't know I don't know and he literally was like bro make the website it's gonna take you 10 minutes put the shirts up there mock it out and I made the website and then literally three minutes later I get a sale he bought a shirt right away so hey that's kind of how it started and we've just been rolling every <laughs> yeah literally, it was like a 20 minute process so it was just been up from there Kind of like the fail forward aspect. I know I had one of my friends tell me like, yo, just do it. You know, it doesn't matter if yeah, it's going to be good or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, um, I was also looking at this, uh, like check, taking a uh, peep at your website. You had like your captions, like for the people, fearless and relentless. So I thought that was really cool. Right. But what yeah. does that like mean to you? You know what I mean? Like, why did you, why did you come up with that? Uh, to be honest, it was more of like an inspirational kind of hit, like, um, living like my, my whole life, I've lived in big cities until I went to school 
and we lived, you know how we grand is, live in a small city. So <laughs> I get around a bunch of people. I'm not saying I, I wasn't <laughs> not saying I wasn't inspired by people out there, but when I get back in the city, I just see how people are fearlessly attacking their goals. You know, they're not yeah. they're not okay with just complacency. So for me, I was inspired by that. And like every even about like my family back in Atlanta, like when I go back to Atlanta or I'm ca- I'm in California or, or wherever. There's people who are out attacking their goals, you know, and for me, that was the thing I wanted to go out and say, hey, like, I'm inspired by you guys and I want to say, hey, I can do it too. And I want to go attack the goal of mine. Okay. I feel that, man. And and that's kind of cool. And did you do that with Devin or how was that process there? Or And, and what's your guys' relationship? Because I know Devin posts a lot about Danger Cat as well. Um. So Danger Cat, pretty much, it's like a collective. Like, the way it started was... Uh, actually, the way it started was I was playing PUBG, you know, the game PUBG, PUBG with my is brother, nice. and one of our, our, our teammate's name was Danger Cat, and he was just a bad teammate, but like, I was watching, I was looking at his name, and I was like, that's <laughs> a sick name. Like, there's a brand called World Future that, like, you know, I really liked a lot as a streetwear brand, and I just kind of saw Danger Cat as, like, something I could maybe build into that, so I kind of took that and then ran with it. And getting back to your earlier question, Devin and I, like, uh, he's pretty much like my right-hand man in the sense when it comes to uh, being able to just kind of brainstorm and get thoughts out and conceptually think through things, you know, in a different way, more of it on the tech side, because that's what he does. He's uh, a a developer and engineer, so he sees it in a different way, able to process it. So for me, I'm like, I look at it as, you know, I'm able to just get the ideas and create, create, create. And he's able to kind of systematically organize it and, and look at it in like that different that different way, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, what else did you ask? Did he I did I work with him because he, he posted? Oh no, you covered it, man. I was just kind of looking into the overall layout. I know I saw that he's kind of he's almost like your ambassador, right? Yeah, for sure. He is. But I mean he he works he works on a lot of stuff too. Like if he, he'll go in and uh, he helps market a lot of stuff. He works on the website. Like, I mean, his da- DaVinci Tech Solutions, like his, which is his brand. Shout out. His, <laughs> here's the uh, <laughs> little little quick plug. But he does he does a lot of uh, stuff too. So he helps me visually mock stuff up. Let's we'll keep our website running. A one. Yeah, man, and that and that stuff that I I struggle with is like website creating. I don't know if you have ever dabbled in that yourself, um, which I know you do. You you do the Cannabidnex. Did I say it right? The Cannabidnex, right? Yeah, Cannabidnex. Yeah, you do that. You create other websites, and all. that stuff is a, not a hassle, but like I don't know, dude. I, it just gives me a headache, and I can't even get through it. I have to like throw it away and like come back later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of monotonous. I guess like the way I looked at it was. Sitting in class one day, uh, I just kind of was drawing out my ideas of what I thought like for a good kind of blog website type thing was, not knowing how to build it at all. I just saw the website and said, you know, I want to go do that. And, you know, looked around the internet to look at the best platforms that were required, like the least amount of coding. Mm-hmm. And I came upon where figured out how to use it and learn how to code like the minimal amount for embedding certain things I needed. So I struggled for, like if you, if you can see some of the first, uh, some of the first like website pages we made or the first web web pages we made, it's literally atrocious. Like, but compared to what we got to now, like a lot of it is kind of just YouTube videos and Google and figuring out what needs to go where. 
Um, I mean, and it, it kind of gets easier as you do a couple more. Like I wouldn't call myself a website developer at any by any means, but I mean, I've developed a handful now. So, and so, what came first then, like your website development? Was it the micro interior <laughs> brand, or like was it the Cannabidnex brand? What was kind of like your first, you know, uh, leap into creating websites? Uh, it was Cannabidnex. So, like, I pretty much like the whole story behind that. We were sitting, I was sitting in class. And I'm in a markets class and I pull up, I'm looking at an article, I pull up something about cannabis, cannabis stocks. I open up a spreadsheet and put over like literally three or four of the of the companies and the market cap is over, like, it was like over a hundred million dollars or $500 million. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is crazy. Then I pull up a couple more and it's over a billion. So then I'm like, all right, like, this is kind of interesting, you know, just deep diving. Mm-hmm. And I've come across a website that kind of covered everything. And I'm trying to figure out why, like, what's the point of this website and how they're making money and what's going on. And since they're dealing with publicly traded companies, they have to disclose all their information. And I see this company making a lot of money. So I'm like, all right, this is kind of a cool little venture. Let's kind of dab into that. So my next thought was, how would I make a website? How would I get this accomplished? So yeah. I figured, like I said, kind of earlier, was just scale the web and figure out what works for me to get a blog out or just figure out the best way to start getting content out for these companies and just my own thoughts on these companies. And pretty much started tinkering with Squarespace until I got kind of something that worked with uh, for Canada Bindex. And then every day I would go in and just scale the web pretty much, scrape every article that I could, about 10, 15 articles and just post them on the site uh, in the morning before I went to <laughs> class. So I would do that right. for a couple months and I fell off. Cause I couldn't, I didn't have an like, automatic, automated system, like something you could do on your world parts. Yeah. And then uh, kind of stopped with that. And the next thing I made was uh, interior ad. But like, since that was kind of just, that one took a little bit less time since it, it's not as much uh, content going on there. It's more of just informative. So it was kind of easy, quick, one, two page landing page and a bunch of back-end stuff like the, pro- like the hardest thing with that is there's more back-end stuff that needs to get worked out okay and that's that's way above my head <laughs> right it's just a lot to think about <laughs> well yo uh brandon oh, yeah. you've been kind of quiet my guy are you there still <laughs> i've been trying to hop in but you come up with questions so fast bro hey I- i'm on it man. <laughs> it, 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 you know, know. it's just talking and kind of going for it i'm like hey well, what about this <laughs> <laughs> it's because you know, we, we've been talking like this we've been in college like it's just i don't know right and, and brandon actually went to the grand as well too oh, okay i did for about shout out to the mountains yeah I just, I just didn't want to interrupt you guys because garrett was actually asking a pretty good question you had pretty good responses so i didn't want to <laughs> interrupt that flow but um my biggest question for you is uh i saw the the dot pod you had on your on your website on the Canna bid, I can't say it. Bid, bid, yeah, Canna Bindex. Yeah, yeah. So I saw your dot pod. Uh, could, would you like to tell? Could you tell us more about that? Yeah. So one of my friends, he started that company pretty much, and it's not a competitor or anything to Jewel, but he just looked at it for a, a more of a green alternative. And what he wanted to, what he did was pretty much developed a whole unit. Um, worked with the company out and I'm not really sure exactly where I have to ask him more on that, but I know you worked with a company out 
for a little bit and product designers to de develop a whole new unit that burns different. It uses micro USB instead of like a funky charger that the jewels use. And then he went in literally like on some Rick and Morty type stuff, was tinkering <laughs> and tacking and more uh, a CBD formula for the pods that were able to burn. And it has, I think like, I think the standard, the standard is like uh, 250 milligrams of CBD in each pod. And he figured out a way to, to pretty much double that uh, in the pod, which I mean, sounds like a lot, but the people who I guess are targeted and using those, like it helps them a lot more to be able to use something that's going to be more effective than not really like, cause I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those other CBD companies, the reason that they, they don't have as much on there or much CBD or pure like cannabis in there, I guess in a sense, non-THC cannabis would be because they have like nicotines or fillers in there. And he pretty much worked it out to where there's no nicotine, no THC, and it's 100% CBD uh, water soluble. So I uh, kind of worked with him because, you know, I've known him for a while to kind of help start getting more his brand out and just kind of get that injected into the cannabis industry. Right. And so what was the inspiration behind it? Well, I guess those your me, boys, I mean, right? Yeah, personally, yeah, it's my friend's brand. So I mean, his inspiration, I think, was he was he really likes vaping. He's a I wouldn't say he's a vape head, but he likes vaping a lot. And he just said, "All right, well, instead of using these jewels, which pretty much are hurting people, and going through these vape juices and all this stuff, and ha having these crazy contraptions in my pocket, let's try to combine the best of both worlds. And instead, instead of trying to go in and use all this stuff that has still." nicotine and all these additives in there i'll just make my own so i know what's in there i mean he got it all third party tested and it came come back like 100 percent legit wow I, uh, what's up oh i said wow that, that that's that's pretty legit yeah i mean the, the coolest thing for me is uh for me i remember talking to him about it i want to say like right before my last term of school or something like that and i went away and I came back and I didn't see him for a while. I mean, he's kind of a jet setter. And literally next thing I know, he he's posting pictures and he has a bunch of stuff. And I went and talked to him. We had a good like two hour meeting and sat down and literally just chopped it up about a bunch of stuff and his ideas. And I mean, even some of the hoops he had to jump through to, to get to be able to bring your product like that into the States and start to distribute it. And, and honestly, some of the hoops he still has to go through with Jewel being as controversial in the media and headlines right yeah, now. So. I can only imagine, bro. And and I don't know why, um, but I started thinking about like the upside down bandits, man. Do you remember that, those guys? <laughs> you remember <laughs> those guys, bro? <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's what, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Just being here in a small town, you just nothing. And you, yeah, you just you just kind of mix it up and just kind of do whatever with the homies. And that's what, and I, and I miss that dude. Like, you know, the, you walk down the hall and then you got like a group of friends ready to just do whatever. And then kind of talk about whatever, right? Yeah, the camaraderie, the camaraderie right? yeah. Has that been hard? Like moving from the grand to Portland and kind of doing like your business aspect, but not having like all the main homies around or how's that been for you? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Like, I mean, I lived here, I went to high school here and I've lived here since True. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's anything. I think the hardest thing for me is more of trying to uh, say, try to try to stay stay focused, you know, 
in the aspect of everyone doing their own thing. So, like I moved here, or I convinced Ryan to move down here. Ryan works his nice and lovely. Like, he does. He's working like, all day, pretty much. You know, so it's hard for me to kind of. Oh, that's uh, pretty sweet. Here and there, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes if he's working or busy or even like the next person if they're working or busy or something like that. So kind of along everyone's like goals and aspirations together. As you're an adult and you have your own responsibilities, it's kind of tough, you know? Yeah. Oh, fair enough, man. Well, yeah, I, I just kind of, I, I just the only reason I asked that question is because I've been thinking about myself too. Like I'm sitting out here in Seattle all the homies mm-hmm. live out in Portland or somewhere in Oregon nowadays, right? Like Brandon, you live in yeah. Hood River, you know what I mean? And so oh, okay. all the people that we've like had business relationships or even just relationships with are kind of separated now. So, you know, that's been something I've had to navigate too, which has been hard, bro. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're really good at reaching out and tapping in with people like, regardless, like that's that's something like, it's, I wanna say super hard for me, but like I'm, I struggle with that to reach out with people, like reach out and even like, not even necessarily ask for help, but just to see how people are doing, you know, and to hit on, like not a hit on a sappy note, but to talk about that and stuff like that. Cause that's what really generates your innovation and what people are thinking of, like, and just kind of keeps adding to your thought process of being able to put you at peace of mind, you know? Yeah. Definitely gives more motivation towards that other person to make you think it's like, oh, this person's being serious. I want to get this done. And that's sort of what, yeah. Help, help me want to do uh or that's what made me want to do this whole millennial walk thing with you because it's it's like you got somebody who's like yo i want to do this with you i want to do this with you and then one sure. person well yeah when this person's like but you know it's like yeah you know obvi- like there's definitely potential there because um it's more like ah man lost my train of thought so but you're good and and i think where you're getting at is that like when you have friends around you that are like invested in what you want to accomplish you know it makes that grow even more like me and tyron chop it up all the time just talking about whatever right because we're invested not only as friends but you know as partners as well bro like you know we want to be business partners in the future so just like being able to want the best for the homie it's like the way to go right Two, I think two is once you understand and you really see like someone's vision in a sense, like whether you're super aligned with it or not, but when you see that, you, you're more kind of you're you start to get a little bit invested too. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like for me, I knew, I've known that like this is kind of what you wanted to do. And the fact that you're I see how far you've come within a year and a half span. Like I remember when we were first talking when you were like, all right, I'm gonna start doing this millennial walk thing. And then two like a couple months later, I see you're like, all right, the gram is popping. You're putting content out. Like, you know what I'm saying? All right. And I don't, don't want to say it's like a, it, it's like, to me, it's, it's a competitive fuel. Like, I'm like, all right, well, my, I see KG putting out, Garrett doing two or I think we need to put this on the <laughs> record. Where did the name KG come from, bro? Shout out to Sam. I do not know. <laughs> I have no idea where he started but every time like i don't know why like even on my phone you're not ag in my no <laughs> where it came from where it comes from but like it just i have to call you kg for some reason like i just bro, have to, I, I don't know it would be weird if you though, didn't man. at this point bro like you know what i mean like uh you don't know this brand <laughs> but like my nickname was kg freshman year of college um so like the the yeah, main the main homies will go around saying kg it all started just because your doormate would came in one day and was like, oh, yeah, KG is in the room. And that's before I met you. And I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, Tyson, K, 
Kevin, like blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, hey, G. And I was like, all right, cool. And then one day I was like, he's like, oh, what's up? I'm Garrett. And I was like, oh, what's up? And he's like, oh, it's KG. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like KG tight. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then bro. I remember asking you, like, where's the K, where'd the K come from? I thought that was, like, your middle name. And you were like, no, like, my name's Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, bro, I don't so, know, bro. Hey, but I rock with it, though, because I think of Kevin Garnett, and I'm just like, let's go. That's immediately what I thought yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe you were rocking your uh, your green pullover. He probably thought of the Celtics. I am, I, yeah, I'm a Celtics fan, so that that's probably where it came from. Oh, well, fair enough, bro. And, maybe, and yeah. so it's sorry to get off topic, but uh, you know, like talking about like reaching yeah. out to people with uh, like minded uh, you know aspirations as you. Um, I have a weird question for you, for but sure. have you ever? Well, do you? I guess do you reach out via your Danger Cat social media to other influencers? Um, uh, I do like not, not a lot with Danger Cat as much as I should, but with like with Canon Bendex at first, that was probably like what I've, I've used it for. I'd reach out a lot using that. Cause like, that's when I first started using Canon Bendex and I was really on the social media grind like that. I was trying to get as many people to follow the account and just interact as, po- like, as yeah. much as, as possible using that. So well, I have a, a question from Kaylee Bodding. She, she yeah. wasn't able to be on the podcast today because she got sick at work, unfortunately. You know, RIP. But uh, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she she wanted to ask the question, have you ever accidentally slid into the DMs on a professional account when you thought it was like your personal account? Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. I didn't so I haven't I didn't slide into any DMs like that, but when I was on Twitter, so like I don't know if you have multiple accounts on Twitter, like you know you have to click over to the yeah. account. Yeah. Well I was I was tweeting something out with my personal account and I didn't click or I clicked over somehow and it tweeted it on the cannabis. I was tweeting for like all day on my other account and I was just like, wait, why is why is this doing this? And I was like, Oh all right. Well, so, <laughs> Yeah. All right, fair enough, man. Um, because yeah, yeah, no. it, it, it gets kind of hard managing a whole bunch of accounts. I'm not gonna lie, because I have like oh, man, you're telling me I literally have said, five accounts on Twitter, I have five accounts on Instagram. I'm literally maxed out, like, woo, like literally running crazy. <laughs> and so, and the, that's but another a lot, question, a lot of bro. It's just to what you up? said, what. I said a lot of it is kind of to compartmentalize, like what what i'm searching and what i'm what i'm doing fair enough man yeah and i was gonna ask you like that's a that's a question in itself like how do you even balance all of that because i think about me getting like, i mean a lot, a lot of what's up i'm sorry <laughs> but, but no you're good bro i like but you, you gotta pause right because we're not face to face you got to take like the awkward yeah. silence and like wait maybe he might say something right? yeah, <laughs> um but what i was what i was saying is that like like for me myself, right? So I'm interacting with my ambassadors. I'm interacting with other people on the platform, and that's a lot of DMs. And I can barely keep track of that. And like the Twitter, which Brandon runs the Twitter now. Thank you, Brandon. I don't even know how I could do it without him. Um, but all that's yeah, a lot. Yeah. So how do you manage five yeah. accounts? Um, to be honest, a lot of them kind of go untouched. It was more of just to have the presence to when the time is right to roll stuff out. So like. For instance, micro interior. I have an Instagram account for it, but I don't. There's nothing on there. I just had it on there, okay. so when I start to you know, target stuff out there, I can put it on there and roll it out that way. 
and and like a lot of it is going all right like instagram works in a certain way as if you start to search stuff it'll kind of put it up there so i'll go and follow certain accounts and target certain accounts specifically for the ride share industry because i know that's what i'm in, i'm targeting you know what i'm saying yeah. or danger cat like specifically fashion all on that like i have another account that's kind of just about thrifting and like memes and whatnot and that's more just kind of creative outlet that people can go find stuff you know like I, and I, sometimes i don't even post stuff on there it's more just searching and looking and finding inspiration and kind of what you like you know okay and fair enough man and i see that we're coming up on our time bro so uh the kind of last question i want to talk about with you i mean brandon kind of talked about it before we got on the phone here was uh what's coming next man so like you're dealing with all these different brands you know they're thriving in their own right so what's the next steps for tyron uh let's see the next steps honestly i just want i want to and i know that's a loaded question bro like (laughs) yeah yeah you you can think about that one yeah it's one of those questions where like um i i I think what's next for me is i really want to start to like learn how to scale up you know Mm -hmm. because like as like everything i've been doing has kind of been experimental so canon bendex was teaching me how to you know develop a website kind of create content copywriting build an email list start to get that stuff out uh then i made like mob designs which is like my graphic which was my graphic design uh just making stuff that way then kind of interior ads which was figuring out how to you know really reach out to people and uh word of mouth market uh figure out like new innovative technologies with that and now i have danger cat which is actually delivering a product to, to people and I just want to figure out how to scale that up and and really hit you know that next level, mm-hmm. just to say I did that and then and then pivot and hit the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't want to get caught into saying oh I'm going to be a designer I'm going to be this or that. So just my my next my, the next thing for me is probably just working on scaling and figuring out how to how to 10x whatever I'm doing now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. Like, They're shooting for the stars. It's a great way to look. Yeah. We're, yeah, I mean, like, like, I feel like I have. What's up? Oh, uh, just because I know we're running on time, and I've been dying to ask this question: uh, the micro interior, the ride share. Um, would you be able to give us a quick summary about that? I was taking a look on your website, um, and it says micro interior allows drivers of all sharing platforms. Yes, looks like you got Uber, Lyft. Looks like you got them all involved. Would you be able to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so micro interior pretty much. So when I first moved back to town, uh, I didn't have a car. So I was Ubering a lot pretty much everywhere. Like shout out to me in Tokyo, just Uber everywhere. But um, and I was in the Ubers talking to drivers all the time. And a lot of the drivers either had like a little sign saying like, you know, tip me or you, you could tip me or little stuff like that. Like, please roll your window up or look out for bikers and like little water and like knickknack type stuff in there. And I thought like, huh. It'd be cool to have something back here that's kind of interactive. And I I was in a couple of cars that had like iPads and stuff like that. And to me, that was kind of intrusive. Like, I wouldn't say intrusive, but it was kind of just too much going on to be in a small little Uber. So pretty much my thought was kind of come back to my friend Devin. He can, he's a, a developer and he's kind of versed in AR and VR development. So I was thinking of, hey, like we should take, we should find a way to incorporate AR and VR 
into advertising like with advertising into the back of these or inside of these cars and i wanted to do something less intrusive than an ipad and less costly than an ipad so we designed one by four rider graphics that are customizable and pretty much what i was doing was just every time i was in an uber i was talking to drivers like pretty much and they come out of pocket on 90 percent of the stuff they do you know so if not 100 percent of the stuff they do so i was figuring out a way to compensate drivers and create a revenue from advertising for local companies and artists and just pretty much anyone and i was thinking about even with that being able to target specific areas specific times specific peoples like and just kind of trying to figure out how that works so pretty much yeah. just ride share advertising hopefully it increases from that well fair enough man well hey uh we have a minute left so anything you want to shout out any instagram tags you want people to follow you at uh the time is yours yeah everyone go follow danger cat 3g's danger pdx uh follow cannabis index too you know get your in, get informed on cannabis stocks and cannabis cannabis industry just as a, as a whole um pretty much yeah i don't know that's pretty much it <laughs> all right man well fair enough bro well hey it's been a pleasure man uh, i appreciate you working with me today um and i appreciate you brandon for joining us as well um i know this is uh i think there was some feedback i was getting so shout out to the people that bared through it and listened to the end i heard the feedback too uh we're getting better we're growing it's gonna be different next time so i appreciate you all all right fellas that's it thanks boys thank you so much hey thank uh, you brandon hey thanks for having me on so much all right, bro. Hey, y'all take care. All right. Seriously. Later, Mick. Later, guys. Have a good night, man.